When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Hour two, back with you, Tail Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Stephen in the stream chat lets us know that there's some Sooner invasion in Lincoln today. There's apparently a Sooner plane. Uh, I don't know if there's any uh, other sports going on or if they're working their way to uh, to Omaha. Don't know. I, I can't even corroborate that information. Have you heard no, no. that? I've not either, but you know, Steve's not going to lie to us. Greg Smith, all over it. He knows airports. At Greg Smith <laughs> Rivals is back with us. Greg, how the hell are you? I see you. Thanks for coming on. It, it is good to hear that familiar voice. Um, I am doing well. Um, busy, but well. It, it has been a, what, 24, 36 hours to remember around here, huh? It has been. You and I have seen the... The hope, the fear, and uh, all things in between uh, a lot of years. And you kind of got things all kicked off with the Kyle McCord watch. Um, is, he a, is he one of those guys in the middle aisle that takes both armrests, Greg? <laughs> he was not, actually. He had a window seat uh, on that plane. So, so no, no, it wasn't. Uh, my, I think mom was in the middle, and then dad was on the aisle for the full, you know, airport Kyle Look McCord at that. The, the breakdown yeah. by Greg Smith. Greg, what, what are you? Are you aisle, window? What, what's your preferred seat on the plane? Um, it's funny. My wife is, is window. So I'm usually middle because Mm -hmm. of that. So yeah, great. If I'm by myself, I take the window though. I've always offered, uh, the, the poor soul, uh, that's supposed to be in the, uh, you can sit by her. (laughs) (laughs) If we get mama on the flight, Greg, uh, let's, let's start with, uh, McCord and Fleming, uh, portal before we get to, to Riola. And, you know, how do you feel right now, timeline-wise, for Nebraska? And just, first and foremost, Nebraska aiming high. I mean, it's not like they're they're settling at quarterback. They're going after some dudes that have played a lot of good football. Yeah, I, I think if, if I were to tell, you know, Nebraska fans listening that at the end of the Iowa game, when that game hit zero, that Nebraska would have a legitimate shot to have Ohio State starting quarterback and one of their receivers um, playing for them next season. Like you would have taken that in a heartbeat and you probably would have said, no, there's no way um, to your point that Nebraska wouldn't aim that high. I think that a lot of the like the kind of wisdom out there, the thought, uh, especially it, even when Matt Rule said the thing about the, you know, one to two million dollars, one point five million dollars for the starting quarterback. Like I still think at that point, people were a little nervous that Nebraska would not aim high, that they would kind of try to patchwork it and continue taking kind of the slow build to this thing. Um, but that is not what's happened. Like having the just getting I think the getting like putting the Rayola stuff aside for a quick second, we won't. We'll get back to it. But the McCord situation by itself 
I think it's a really big deal for to have the kind of offensive season that Nebraska had last year, but to then be able to turn around to that guy who's a quality power five Big Ten quarterback and to say and to have him kind of right there on the verge of being on your team. I think it's a really big deal. Yeah, and, and Greg, it's such a, a big deal that it almost feels like Julian Fleming's visit today has been swept under the rug. I haven't heard all that much about it. Do you have, you have anything on that visit, or is it just kind of back burner at this point in time? You know, it, it's funny you say that, because I had, until, like, Schmidt mentioned his name, I hadn't really thought about oh, him as oh, much. Oh, yeah, and oh, yeah. Not, and it's no no disrespect to him. He's a good player and, and someone that Nebraska definitely needs. He completely fits the profile of the type of wide receiver that they need to bring in this offseason. Someone with experience, someone who can who has leadership qualities that can lead the room, but also is a big body and can give you something a little bit different to kind of be a chain mover um, in that wide receiver group. I say all of that to say I've not heard a lot about that today uh, because everything um, coming my way has been quarterback palooza and, and people that's kind of taken over um, what everyone is thinking about right now. But we should not forget about Julian Fleming because he would be a really big piece to this potential puzzle moving forward next season for Nebraska. Want to get your thoughts? Greg Smith with us from Rivals, national recruiting analyst with Rivals, senior recruiting analyst at Inside Nebraska at Greg Smith Rivals. Follow and find him on Twitter. So to Riola we go, and uh, level of shock out of one to ten. Give me that meter. And how did this happen in your theory? Yeah, a uh, strong nine or a ten. Like you, yeah. I, you never want to say never in recruiting. Um, but, you know, we kind of get together, like a, our national team, we, we kind of get together ahead of time and say, hey, who are the guys that we're kind of looking at for flip watch, right? As we get close to, to early signing period, he didn't come up at all. Like no one was thinking about Dylan Rayola being a potential flip candidate. Um, and so when I first heard about it, I was like, are you are you sure that we're talking about the same kid, right? Um, and so. I think that there's a lot of things kind of working um, in this thing here with, with Nebraska and Dylan Rayola. I think first and foremost, I do think that there is a, a playing time element um, here. I think that even with Kyle McCord potentially in the fold, I think that it's a little bit smoother of a, a sailing to more playing time this year than there would be at Georgia, even though on the surface it seems like a similar situation because Carson Beck is probably going to come back there. If, if Dylan were to come here and Kyle McCord also comes here, you're kind of in that same situation. But I think it'd be a little bit better for Dylan and Dom to then go ahead and find a package of plays that you can kind of get the feet wet, maybe still not redshirt, um, but be able to hit the ground running for his sophomore season. I think that's part of it. I think another large part of this is that I think that they've been watching Matt Rule all season long. I think that the trust factor that the family and Dylan have with Matt Rule is a really big deal and is something that even though the team didn't make a bowl game, I think that all of the things that you that Matt Rule said he would be and that the things that he would do when he was recruiting him previously kind of came true. And last but not least, in a weird way, I know that people will mention the Donovan Rayola extension and raise. I think that that showed something else to them. I think it showed that Matt Rule was telling the truth, that he really thought that Donovan is a good coach and then he went out and had I thought was the best offensive assistant this year and who in the world would have thought that going into thinking about when they announced they were retaining it's Greg Smith with us here on Hale Varsity Radio it's funny Greg I just kind of envisioned the Riola family sitting down in the living room on Wednesday nights and watching the the rewind series watching the pregame <laughs> speeches and Dom going you see that you see that Dylan but I digress I want to get your your take on Dylan as a football player, is it, is it more important what Nebraska would be getting in Dylan 
the football player or Dylan the perception changer from from national media in terms of what Nebraska is and can be under rule? Which side of that's more important? I know they they kind of go hand in hand, but what would be more important to a a potential Dylan Raiola flip? Man, that's a great question because you because you could you could go with either. I, I could really make a case for either. I'm going to say the on the field, though, because I think for as much hoopla as there has been around his recruitment, and rightfully so, he's the top quarterback in the country. We have him now as the number two player overall, which I caught some flack for on our board because uh, Jeremiah Smith, the terrific wide receiver, jumped in for number one overall. Um, but I think that Dylan on the field, because of all the hoopla, we forget just how good he is on the field. Like he, if I watched a couple of his games on stream this year. Buford's offensive line, not very good. All those guys that are going D1 are all skill guys, um, including Dylan, and he was running for his life. He still managed to not throw any interceptions this season. He had a really good season. He can make all the throws. He is a better athlete than I think that he's given credit for to be able to extend plays or to be able to buy time in the pocket. And he can make he can make every throw. Like that is the first, second, and third thing you should say is that every throw that you need, whether it's a touch pass or a long bomb, uh, he can make that pass. He's a fantastic prospect progression wise making that jump to the college level greg we saw nebraska's current quarterback room limited with being able to find some guys open let's kind of group together mccord and and riola and just what their their experience level or i should say talent level can bring to to what we envision nebraska's offense being that's Downhill, ground and pound, play action, but there's going to be three, you know, three to four wideouts at a time that that can be open. I mean, there are designs right. that have uh, been it. shown to work. You just gotta, <laughs> yes, you gotta find them. We saw it, and, I'm, and I'm, I feel like I'm always reminding people of that, that if you just, just watch those games, man, we could, we could do cut-ups of the wide receivers that were running open um, in that offense for as much grief as Satterfield takes. I think that the biggest thing, that especially with Kyle McCord, because he's seen so much and he's been there, done that as a veteran guy, um, you would expect that he can, he can make all of the reads necessary and kind of either go through progressions, hit a check down, find those open receivers. Uh, more of the playbook is then open opened up for him and I think you get a lot closer to what Matt Rule and Marcus Satterfield initially came to Nebraska to run which is the offense that you just described not the one that we saw this season and then when it comes to Dylan um, and lumping them together I think that you're obviously going to have some of those growing pains as you're going through a true freshman quarterback trying to really get used to the speed of college football it is important to note that should Dylan come here or wherever he goes he is an early enrollee um, so that will also help him and be really key in that too to get kind of caught up to the speed but the thing with Dylan is that he's got so much arm talent that he's going to also be able to make up for some of that just given the fact that he can make every throw that you need. Greg, how do you see Daniel Kalen responding to all this? We haven't mentioned his name yet this interview and and I think a lot of people out there feel for him during this time. How do you see him responding? I absolutely feel for him during this time uh, because Daniel was a he was a good soldier and both jumping in the class when he did and flipping and then being someone that was really helping to big in a big way to peer recruit and to get guys in that class. He was a big part of getting Carter Nelson landed for Nebraska. Um, and so you really do feel for him. I think personally that he will end up sticking with Nebraska and then just going to work. 
I think that you in today's college football, you just never know what can happen, whether or not that's on your team or another team. Right. And we just have to kind of acknowledge that and just be upfront with it. That what if Daniel Kalen, he, he comes to Nebraska, he's an early enrollee as well. He gets here in a, in a few weeks and then he just goes to work. Let's say Dylan Rayola does come, Kyle McCord comes, they have a good season, and then Dylan is going to be the guy the next year. Well, if if um, Daniel has worked hard in the off, in the behind the scenes, he could then transfer somewhere else as well, right? Like I just think that there are a lot of options, but I think the first, it all starts with him just coming in, putting his head down, and getting to work. Um, but it's a tough situation. You're right, man. I think everyone, once the excitement died down a little bit, I think people were starting to think, oh, man, we've had a quarterback in this class forever. It's kind of Tough. Greg, uh, going to go to the stream, and, and uh, Jackson asks you uh, a question. How are you feeling with Fleming? Yeah, I, I think it's tough. So I think he took a visit to Penn State last week and obviously is from Pennsylvania. And Pennsylvania was right there in the thick of things with him when he uh, picked Ohio State out of high school. So they're going to be a strong contender. But I think that the thing that helps with Fleming is it's not just that, hey, you know, your former quarterback could be coming along. So you'd be comfortable with someone. The path to playing time is there. And oh, by the way, we could also potentially have the best quarterback in, in high school football right now come into the team as well. That's that becomes it suddenly becomes a very attractive situation for for wide receivers so i feel pretty good about julian fleming he arrived today uh for his visit he was not on uh the the lovely flight uh from (laughs) chicago to Omaha yesterday with us uh but he did arrive today and he's here for his visit right now i feel pretty good about that well what's your feel greg on the next week with this maybe becoming a very attractive spot for wide receivers. What's your feeling on the next week? Is there any more movement that could shake down within the next week or so before? Any, any flips, any surprises, any five stars, four stars? Uh, and, throw some red meat towards the I, offensive line lovers. Is Dylan bringing any Louie with him? <laughs> I think that the chances are strong that there would be some Louie that would be interested in coming with him um, should he do that. That's why, to me, the most important, important thing in a way is the timing of all of this. I understand totally that, you know, that Dylan and the family want to come and make this visit this weekend. You kind of cross the T's, dot the I's. Maybe you do a little video, all of that, and then you release the news, or maybe you wait until next Wednesday and dominate um, early signing day. I could see that. But there would be a huge benefit to going ahead and announcing something if it's going to go that way. Like, as soon as possible, right? <laughs> Going into the weekend so you could get a couple of those guys on campus to say, hey, take a look at Nebraska for this last weekend. Um, but I do think that that's something that could happen. And the other wild card is is that just like this situation with Dylan, Nebraska staff does an outstanding job of keeping things off the radar. And then all of a sudden, there's this guy or that guy that was in, involved in their recruitment. Greg is a quarterback coach announcement off the radar soon to be on radar about 90 seconds yes I think that that's happening I think that Nebraska will end up having a quarterback coach and you'll have some reassignment of duties on that offense got a name uh, with Satterfield I do not have a name at this point um you don't have a name you'll share I love it (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yes but uh yeah I do think that that's happening I think that one thing that Nebraska fans really want is that quarterback's coach and I do think you can rest easy well Greg let's get you out in this speaking of names there's been some names other names in the transfer report a lot of Husker fans have been clamoring for information on I want to know if you have any names like Trevor Etienne, names like Princely, a new uh, Oklahoma offensive tackle in the portal whose name is completely escaping me right now, and I apologize. Do you have any information on those guys? Uh, ETN, the running back, no contact is happening there. I think that's fan fiction. Sorry. Um, I think that – who is the second one? You mean Uh, Yellen? 
Umin Yellen. I think that they're going to take a shot there. Um, it just makes too much sense, and that would be an amazing thing to have happen. <laughs> um, and then Caden Green, I do think Nebraska will take a swing there, but I like Missouri um, early on for them. I could see Missouri making a strong push. Drink is doing a nice job there. All right, that is Greg Smith. Find him on Twitter at Greg Smith Rivals and a national recruiting analyst for Rivals, of course, uh, inside Nebraska senior recruiting analyst and can find him on Twitter. Uh, follow Greg, read Greg. Good to get connected again, Greg. Appreciate your time and always love uh, spending a few minutes with you. Thanks for jumping in. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Always good to talk to you guys. There he is, Greg Smith with us on Hale Varsity Radio. I was going to bet the house that I was going to screw up his title. What do you mean? Well, because for 100 years, it was Greg Smith, Hale Varsity. <laughs> At Greg Smith age. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. longer anymore. No, At I know. Greg it's, it's Greg Smith rivals. God love Greg. Good stuff. Great insight from him. More on the Ohio options in the portal. We'll talk to a Buckeye insider. 40 years plus. He's entertaining. He's fun. He's a great listen. Tim May going to tell us more on McCord, on Fleming, That's on the way. It's Hale Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Lager.